Welcome to Solid Steps Radio on WFIA. This is Chad Russell, co-host, sitting in here with President of Further Still Ministries, Mr. Kurt Sato. How you doing this morning? Chad, doing awesome, brother. It's good to see you. Good seeing you as well. Got a little bit different of a show today. We got a just the two of us today doing a pilot co-pilot show. Just chatting. We <laughs> don't be have fun. A, we don't have a formal guest today, but uh, we've got a really a topic that to me it, it um, justifies not having a guest. It's a, it's a conversational topic that that obviously we could have somebody to talk about it even more. But before we get into our topic, let me let me throw something out at you that I have always found fascinating, and maybe this is just me finding it fascinating. But okay, I want to give you a little perspective on what we're talking about today for our, our guest, or before our listeners. So just imagine you're a ten year old boy, and in December of 1903, you are 10 years old, and you are standing on the outer banks of North Carolina, on the hills of of the dunes of North Carolina, and there's a couple brothers out in the distance with this big (laughs) contraption, and you're standing there, and you're watching these guys, and you're watching these guys, and all of a sudden, these guys in this contraption fly off the ground. And you witness for the first time man flying. Okay? That would rock your world, I wouldn't mean, it? And when you're 10 years old and in <laughs> 1903, that would be like, you couldn't really imagine that. Now, so that same 10-year-old little boy or girl who watches that happen, let's just say that 66 years later, they're now 76, and they're sitting in their living room and they're watching on a TV in July of 1969, a man walking on the moon. So 66 years earlier, they see man fly for the first time. And then decades later, they watch a man walking on the moon. That's some serious progress. <laughs> That's progress that is is beyond, like if we talk to someone who is a, high school or college kid and we asked them did you realize that in one generation we learned to fly and then we flew to another planet and walked on it in one person's generation they probably couldn't understand that i have a hard time really grasping that it's uh it's it's pretty incredible really i mean in one generation and so exponential growth in technology has been an awesome thing as we have our phones and iPads and all that. As we sit here before our right, our technology right here. But there's an aspect of that. There, there's a, a two sides to that coin. And today's topic, we're going to talk about something that is foreign to our to us as a culture. It's foreign to us as men. It's not ingrained in us. The opposite is ingrained in us in the, the aspect of busyness, activity. It's constant. And I use that illustration to show that the exponential growth of this technology and the world we are in, we, we benefit a lot from it in food and, and health, all of those things, good things, not anti-technology growth. But the flip side of that is we have been sucked into a current. We can be overwhelmed with it. That is, it, I don't think we can be. I think we are all overwhelmed in some capacity, and we just are in different le- levels of denial of it. So we're talking today about not focusing on busyness, but trying to unplug and 
and not be as busy and not just not be busy, but be productive in our non-busyness, if that makes sense, right? Yes. We're going to talk what's called a desert day. Not to be confused with a dessert day. Well, we like dessert days, too. <laughs> Those are really fun. <laughs> Spending an entire day gorging on desserts. That's so, exactly right. So we're not talking about desert days. I know I'm going to screw that up at some point. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> I'm going to say a dessert day. We're talking desert days. Now, when someone hears desert, what's the first thing you think of when you hear desert? Dry. Um, barren. Barren. Not a place to be. Uh, yeah, exactly right. I remember when I first heard that, it was like 17 years ago. The, the word desert day? The, 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 the word desert day. Okay. And um, a good preacher friend of mine, and it, it really comes out of uh, Jesus in the, te- in, in the desert mm. when he was tempted. And how he was, do you remember how many days he was in the desert? Well, if you're talking about when he began his ministry, it was yeah. 40 days. Yeah, 40 days. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I remember when I was encouraged, uh, I was making some really big decisions. Some, I, you know, I thought life decisions, life changing. You no, know, I've got to move, got to change a job, all that stuff. Mm. Um, I was introduced to a desert day, and a desert day, you know, has become for me this incredible. Um, well, well, let me back up a little bit. I remember when he, when uh, when my good friend Tim told me about this. And he goes, you need to go do a desert day. And I go, what? What are you talking about? Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm about a, a dessert day, not a desert day. <laughs> right. And uh, and he uh, he just said, just just go go be alone. And I said, well, like for how long? He goes, you know, like take a day, you know, just take a day and go be alone, and you know, have a desert day. I mean, Jesus took forty of them. You just take one. And I'm like, huh? Like. All day? How old were you in this? You were introduced. To I this. was in my thirties. Oh wow! So you were a little older. Uh, I I pictured you in your early, you know young college kids saying, "Hey, do this." But you're talking. It was in your thirties before when you were introduced. To I mean, it. I, you know, I had been on retreats before, and you have you know periods of uh, you know quietness and silent silence and you know solitude, get away and you know retreat or whatever. But not 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 in this framework not you know start you know the day at eight o'clock or whatever in the morning and by four or five o'clock that evening you're now ready to you know but but i you don't see anybody i'm like i i I mean i remember i asked him i said like what do i do (laughs) i mean and the crazy thing is i was a pastor at the time and you know i'm all about you know this you know the bible says be still and know that i am god and uh you know we're we're to, we can't really know God until there's this element of be still. Mm-hmm. And so Psalm 46 you know, 10 says, be still and know that I am God. And he, and, uh, you know, Tim just said, Hey man, you just need to go and be alone. And, and, uh, I, I kind of had to, you know, try to figure all that out. You know, what do you, what do you do all day mm-hmm. on a desert day? So when a guy hears this or anyone hears us talking about having an eight hour day alone, Almost your reaction to it would probably be anyone's reaction to it. Of are you crazy? Not yeah. Are you crazy? That's wrong. It's a waste of time. Waste of time. I've got so many other productive things I can do. So what was your experience? Do you remember the first time you? Did oh it? yeah, vividly remember because I was making a, de- a decision on whether I'm going to move to um, back to Illinois and be a part of a church there, a mega church there in Illinois, or am I going to come to Louisville, Kentucky, and be a part of 
Southeast Christian Church because mm-hmm. I was uh, I, I I had to make the decision, mm-hmm. and I was offered the job here, and I was in the in the in the throes of being offered the job in Illinois, and I was. I was clueless, you know. Mm. God, what? Do, I, I, both look like awesome opportunities. Both look like, you know, great potential. Mm-hmm. And and so I remember uh, it was it was in the uh, it was in the summer and uh, early summer, and I was just trying to figure it out. And I went to a forest preserve, mm-hmm. and I just I walked and I I journaled and. And we'll, we'll unpack this a little bit um, as we go on. But it was, it, it was just one of those days where I needed to – I needed his direction. Hmm. I, I needed to hear a word from God. And and some, some there's some listeners right now who need to hear a word from God. They're, they're, they're desperate to hear from him. You know, what what is he saying? And I, I believe that God is always speaking to us. Um, he's He's – you know, Jesus said, "My sheep hear my voice," and so there's this this piece of how God wants to speak to us and is speaking to us, but many times we just can't hear it. We we're not listening, uh, we're we're too busy, and and we miss out on something really cool that He has for us. Mm-hmm. So that that first day you went out, and we're gonna as we wrap up here this first segment and go into the next one, we're going to talk more about the details of what a desert day looks like and what you can do during a desert day and the importance of. And But when you went, did you experience in that eight hours or so that you were gone, did you have expectations and then those expectations get met? You know, yes and no. Because sometimes we're, we, you know, we, we go, you know, I went to, this, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm going to have this burning bush experience. Right. Well, there's only one that I know of, burning bush experience. That was Moses and and God, mm-hmm. you know, back in uh, the Old Testament, Exodus. Um, and so, you know, we, or, you know, or, or that God's going to, you know, send an angel like he, you know, did with, you know, Daniel in the lion's den. Right. Well, I only know of one Daniel in the lion's den. I mean, God's a personal God. So he is going to, um, he's going to. Typically, he's going to speak to us very quietly, and um, we get a little uncomfortable with this at times because God's God's mysterious. We, mm-hmm. you know, His ways are not our ways. Our our thoughts are not like His thoughts. Mm-hmm. And um, but at the same time, uh, you know, looking back now, that was seventeen years ago, God definitely did speak. Mm. He led me to Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was there was incredible. Uh, I was still a little bit uncertain, you know. The, at, at the end of the day, like, okay, God, I, I'm I'm not fully convinced here what I'm what I should do, but I I think you're 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 kind of pushing me towards Louisville instead of Illinois. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. so so let's do this. Let's take a break, and the next segment, I want to hear more of the importance of of having one, but also want to talk about why we don't have them and why we really want. This doesn't sound fun to a lot of people. And why is that? So we're going to take a break here on Solid Steps Radio. We'll be back here on WFIA. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell along with Kurt Satter of Further Still Ministries. And uh, before we get started, we wanted to talk, and uh, before we get started talking about what we were talking about, which is busyness and getting away to have a desert day, we want to thank Carol Rogers Carpet One, Ken Martin and his crew for 
stepping up and advertising. And the reason we're on the air is because he's helping do that. And uh, you can also, we're going to link on our Facebook page at Solid Steps Radio, facebook.com forward slash Solid Steps Radio. We're going to link uh, Carol Rogers Carpet One's Facebook page on there as well. Good crew. If you're going to do some flooring this year, look up Ken and his crew over there. Okay. So we were talking about, if you're just tuning in, we the first segment we talked about busyness and how we are in a society that is just absolutely moving at the speed of light, almost literally. We're just moving, moving, moving. And the importance, and you talked a little bit about how you had a desert day in the past, how you first were introduced to the concept of a desert day. And I want to ask you a question, but I want to read a really brief part of an article here that I read that it says, uh, this is on HuffPost, Huffington Post, it says, now before you start to think that it's just one guy's opinion, there was a recent study in one experiment, this gentleman writes, in the, in the journal Science, the name of the journal is Science, in one experiment, participants were left alone in a room up to 15 minutes. When asked whether they liked the alone time, over half reported disliking it. Over half. Okay. Seems innocent enough. In, subs- in subsequent studies, participants were given an electric shock and then asked if they would pay money to avoid being shocked again. Not surprisingly, most said they would trade money to avoid pain. However, when these same people were left alone in a room for 15 minutes, nearly half of them chose to self-administer an electric shock rather than sit alone with their thoughts. <laughs> so they would literally shock themselves to not be alone. That was their trade-off. They, instead of paying money to get out of the, the time, they would shock themselves in order to get out of it. Well, you know, uh, T- uh, A.W. Tozer said, uh, very few of us know the secret of bathing our souls in silence, of, of, of being alone. Uh, and uh, Why do we not want to be alone? Why do we not want to be alone? I think that, that that's a great question. And I think um, for, for, many, for many of us, I think we're afraid. Uh, Tim uh, Sanford says, we are desperately afraid to see ourselves openly and without pretense. I I think we're afraid of, uh, we derive our significance by how busy we are. We we derive our our self-importance by what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And and when we aren't doing anything, we're not being productive. We're not getting things done, and we we're afraid of that mm-hmm. because our value comes from what we get done. And yet, the Bible teaches that uh, there is a place for that. The Bible teaches you know there, we we need to be productive, that we need to be work have a good work ethic, that we need to be uh, people who are busy in in God's kingdom. Uh, but there's also a very very clear. Um, point in scripture where where we need to shut things down i mean i think it it isn't interesting that uh that of all the ten commandments one commandment is to to shut everything down and have a sabbath and um there's this there's this piece that god wants for us to to be quiet to be still and to know that he is god yeah it's funny because you said something about busyness. I was reading the other day in, in a book about how we wear we wear busyness as a badge of honor and mm-hmm. bragging. Absolutely. So how you doing today? Or how you been? Oh, oh busy. Oh, really busy. Busy. Oh, kids Good. doing this, and I've been doing that, and I'm serving here, I'm working here. Oh, it's busy. And we, we kind of become these self-imposed martyrs. 
But mm-hmm. what we're really doing is look how great I am. Yeah, that's right. Right. I mean, I do that. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but so. Well, I I, I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we don't like to be quiet for obvious reasons, like you mentioned. That like God's speaking to us, and we don't want to hear that the, the the small voice of God, or or maybe. Uh, what we want to address and things. And I was just thinking about how I'm constantly filling up my mind with something, whether I'm in the car, whether I'm in early in the morning, late at night, I have to be constantly looking, listening to something. And so talk a little bit more about how we choose to fill our minds with some things as opposed to filling it with the things of God. I mean, what uh, you know, I think we're I think we're uncomfortable with really truly knowing ourselves. I think we're uh, uncomfortable with the with the thoughts and the the voice of God that He wants to whisper to us. Many times, I think many times we um, we choose activity and you know and, and again, there's nothing wrong with any of the, those things. There's nothing wrong with listening to music. There's nothing wrong with 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 being busy. But there's uh, I, you know I think I think if the challenge for us today is how do we have a desert day periodically and so that we can be still and know that he's God, that we can get direction from him, that we can, that our soul is not so frantic. And, and ma- many of us, we, we just, we, we go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, mm-hmm. and then we crash in bed and we start the next day all over again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but when you read scripture, I mean, Matthew 14, it says Jesus went up on a mountainside by himself. Um, over and over again, Jesus is getting alone. Uh, the most incredible power-packed individual who has ever walked this earth uh, knew he needed to get alone. Let, let me just read it, just a few verses here. In Mark 1, uh, it says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Luke four forty two says, At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. Luke 5, But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Luke 6, one of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. Luke 9, once when Jesus was praying in private, his disciples were with him and, he, and they asked, who do the crowd say I am? He, he asked, who do the crowd say that I am? You know, there's just this, re- often Jesus withdrew. I mean, it, I, I find it really amazing that before he ever started his public ministry, that he spends 40 days in the desert. I, I tell guys that... that uh, I do desert days with Jesus. Jesus spent forty days. Uh, we're just going to spend one. Right. And, and I even challenge guys or encourage guys: Hey, if you can't do uh, eight hours, do four or six, or, or do two or three hours of just being alone mm-hmm. with God. And um, because uh, if you take a a uh, some lake water and put it in a glass jar and you shake it up a little bit, and you set it on the counter, you can't see through it for nothing. But if you let it sit there for a couple hours, it's going to start clearing up. And uh, you let it sit there for six, eight hours, and it's going to settle, and you're going to be able to see much clearer. And uh, I think there's a reason why Jesus spent 40 days. I think he needed to know the, the clear direction from his Father, and for us as Christians, as Christ followers, if if we're going to hear from God um, and and take direction and order from Him, then we've got we've got to have this 
this time of being still mm-hmm. and knowing that he's God. I, I love what Richard Foster says. Uh, um, he says, superficiality is the curse of our age. The doctrine of instant satisfaction is a primary spiritual problem. The desperate need today is not for a greater number of intelligent people or gifted people, but for deep people. Hmm. Well, we don't live in a deep world, right? We, uh, the world we are in is not a deep world. If you, you know, f- click on Facebook or the internet and, and, or TV, and the reality of it is, you know, we're not a deep world. I mean, we're a mile wide and an inch deep, collectively speaking, as a group of people. So to tell someone, hey, let's go deep on anything, man, that's just, it goes counter, it's countercultural, but it's also counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. Don't you think there's a part of us that if you were given a free pass at work and your spouse and your kids says you got a full day off, wouldn't there be a part of you that says, I don't want to go be by myself and alone? Yeah, well, there's been many, many our, times right. I, I don't want to go do that. Just in our own nature, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At times, at, at times I've, I, I, have, I have practiced a desert day. Since that day, 17 years ago, when my good friend Tim said, you need to go do a desert day. And when I moved to Louisville, Kentucky, it was such a, um, it was such a day of, of help and hope that I said, I need to start practicing that. And he challenged me, you need to have one once a month. Mm-hmm. And, and so over the years, over the last 16 years, I have had a pretty close to a desert day a month. Not, I mean, sometimes some years it's, you know, maybe only nine or 10 desert days a, month, uh, a year. Right. But, but I try to get it on the calendar. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're listening today, my encouragement would be, if you've never had a desert day, a day of just being alone with God, a day of silence, a day of solitude, a day of prayer, um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in, in, the, in the next segment. But if you've never done that, I, I'm going to encourage you, get a date out there. It could be a Saturday, it could be a Sunday, it could be in the middle of the week, whatever. Um, but you're, you're going to take a, at least part of a day. And you, say, you, you might be saying, I, I cannot take eight hours. I just, I just can't do it. Then take, take three or four hours. And, and go to a park, go to a place where there's nobody around, and just be alone. And I'll give you some directions on, on, on the next segment of, of some things that you can do that kind of be helpful, I, I hope, um, in the next segment. Yeah, we'll take a break. And in the next couple segments, we're going to talk literally through what does a desert day look like, how to have a desert day, even if it's a desert three hours or four hours, How can we do that? So we're going to take a break on Solid Steps Radio. Thanks for listening on WFIA. 